peace, peace. You know what it is. Shamir S-K-Y-Z-O-O Skazu, live out the borough. And this is the NBA Exchange with my man Dexter Henry. You know how you doing it, man. Log on, tap in. Let's get into it. What up, what up, what up? It's Wednesday. Glad for you guys to join us on the NBA Exchange. I'm your host, Dexter Henry. Wednesday, you know what time it is on the NBA Exchange. It is NBA with nuance. We get to discuss some things. We don't bring the hot takes. You hear these ridiculous takes on some of these other shows. I had my man, Brian Fonseca, hit me about one of these shows the other day. You know, first thing in the morning, you got to get some ridiculous takes. No, we come later in the morning. And we're giving you some nuance. It can happen, folks. We've been doing this for quite some time. Always doing it with me on a Wednesday is my man, the great Gerard Hector. He is here of true hoop fame. Almost messing up true hoop right there. <laughs> my man, Gerard Hector. Also, Seven Footers Podcast. You can catch him on as well, doing his thing. Him and Jenna Lemoncelli were doing the thing last night. Gerard, good to see you, man. Yes, uh, sir. Do, doing well. Uh, we got a lot to talk about. We've been talking about the weather the last couple of weeks, mm. and as we started these shows up, I was not. You, I know you're a runner, so you're mm-hmm. up early. Mm-hmm. I was not thrilled today <laughs> because we were back down into like the high 30s, low yeah. 40s this morning. And granted, nobody gives a damn fuck about a 40 degree day. Nobody. There's a video out there that Gerard never <laughs> But uh, I know for the runners, you guys like the 40 degree days, though, right? Like yeah. the 40 days are cool. 40's fine. You know, it's look, when you with, with running, it's about the elements, right? If it's like extreme hot or extreme cold, that's when you're like, all right, man. Like for, I mean, in the summertime, I avoid those 80, 90 plus humidity days because I'm out early, right? So even so yeah. I, I, I get out before that. When the winter you don't have that choice, that's when you're like, man, it's a negative five with the wind chill. And I'm over here on the Hudson River. So I get that wind coming off the river all the time. It's brutal. But you know what, Dexter? I managed. Today was fine. 40 wasn't terrible, you know. I am looking forward to, though, putting away my hat and gloves for, for, for running. There but go. we probably got That's about another mm, three weeks-ish, probably, until I can put those away for good. That's three weeks too long. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> That's three weeks too long. I want quick. I, I said this. I'll drop my book to school. I said somebody I said, I just want, like, I like when I can just get up in the morning. I'm like, oh, I might need the hoodie. I can take the hoodie, and then we can just, yeah. just roll. Like, that's that's why. But we're, we're soon. Patience. Patience. <laughs> patience. Uh, a lot of stuff going on with the weather. A lot of stuff going on with the NBA. Mm-hmm. Gerard and I, we decided we wanted to talk today about the race to avoid the plane. Because Gerard hit me up and was like, let's talk about the races for six and seven. Well, let's call it what it is. You, It's the race for who does not want any part of the player. Okay? Mm-hmm. Now, the race to finish in the top six, Gerard. It is tightly contested, right? Like very tightly contested. Before we get to that, I want for people watching the show, I want people to see what it looks like right now, uh, right now, real time, what the what it looks like with the playing tournament, right? So this is what you got right now. Let's look at the West. We got your team. Gerard is out here <laughs> rocking the gold today, representing for his team. And King James and the Los Angeles Lakers. Chill, chill. <laughs> they are in the ninth spot. And they would host the Pelicans. And let's be clear, Gerard's mentioned this before. He could, the Pelicans could catch him, I right? Mean, they could. The Pelicans could yeah. catch him and be hosting that game, that 9-10 game, okay? The Minnesota Timberwolves, who've been playing great ball, best record since the All-Star break. They are the seventh seed. They would host the Clippers. 
which, look, Clippers play tough. That's not an easy game. That mm-hmm. is interesting. In the East, 9-10 game right now will be the Hornets uh, hosting the Hawks. That could flip and switch. I think both those teams make the play-in. The Knicks looked like they were done after losing to the Hawks last mm-hmm. night. That's a wrap on that. And then the Raptors and the Nets, 7-8, we're going to dive more into that because those teams can move up as high as five or six and really get out of there. So we're not done there. But just so people can see and they can understand, this is what we are working with. We'll, we'll get into the standings uh, itself in a bit. But have you been shocked with how tightly contested this is, Gerard? Do you look at this as a good thing for the league? Is this parity? Uh, some people say, what What do you think about how tightly contested these races are in both of these conferences? Yeah, I mean, what's the big knock on the NBA that, you know, casual fans have, right? It's too much basketball. And these regular season games don't matter. And so many teams and players and coaches by their actions tell us, well, the regular season doesn't matter, right? We got 82 of these things. But since Adam Silver implemented the playing tournament, we've seen uh, more intensity around these final games about players and teams wanting to either get into that play-in or maintain the top six so they avoid that play-in. And just so the, our viewers understand, the, the difference between getting that last playoff spot, that six versus play-in, you basically have a week off, right? Because the play-in tournament starts that Monday or Tuesday, and then you got seven, eight winner. Okay, that winner automatically gets the seven seed, but then the loser of that plays the winner of the nine, ten. Right. So you've got a couple different options in there where you're able to get yourself more rest and get yourself healthy and also get some practice time in before the postseason starts. So that, that's a that's a big reason. But it's it generated interest. Um, it creates these one game scenarios. We saw last year Memphis going on the road to um, Chase Center, beating the Golden State Warriors and Steph Curry to earn that eight seed. And they were able to uh, take on the the Utah Jazz. So it's it's exciting. I like it. I think it's great. Um, but, yeah, we're going to see some tight races here. Yeah, definitely going to see some tight races. I like it, too. I, I loved it last year. Some people have made the argument that, oh, well, teams like the Lakers, who don't deserve to be in, should you know get that chance now. I'm like, well, the teams that are better should beat them. That's really, yeah, that's really it for me. I don't really have much more on, on it than that. But we also want to take a look at the standings. I'm going to bring up the standings for everybody. We're going to look at the Western Conference first, okay? The Western Conference, it is tight. You can see right here, uh, Suns at the top, Grizzlies at two, Warriors three, Jazz four. I'm going to start here with the Jazz mm-hmm. um, when we look at this, Gerard, because the Jazz are four, 12 and a half games back of the Suns, okay? But they only have a three-game lead on the Timberwolves, right? If you look at this in the West, there could be a lot of fluctuation here. It is it is not crazy to think that things can move mm-hmm. really uh, crazy here in the West. Who do you like to stay in that top six? And, you know, and who do you think can maybe yep. move around? Who really needs to stay in that top six? So I think Phoenix and Memphis are pretty much locked in at one, two. I doubt the Warriors catch Memphis at two because of the Steph Curry injury. And now the, the Warriors did lose a game to Orlando last night, right? So that's that's some, and they're on the second out of a back-to-back. They play Miami tonight. So that could be two straight they lose, right? That gets them now closer to Dallas and and Utah. I like Dallas to kind of maintain because Luka is playing like an MVP-level player right now. I think he started his kick a little too late in the season for him to be off to finish top five. But you know, although, you know, he might, he might, he, some people might, 
move DeMar DeRozan out and put Luka in, which could happen, right? Because DeRozan started hot, but spaded. Luka started slow and has increased. So that could happen there. But I like Dallas because of the way Luka's playing and the way they're playing defense. Utah, you and I talk about them all the time. Everyone talks about them. You know, you call them paper champs, call them whatever you want. This has been the team that has been atop the league in adjusted net rating for the last three seasons. Yet come postseason, things don't work themselves out the way they are. Uh, second night of a back-to-back in Brooklyn earlier this week. Uh, they beat the Knicks on Sunday, lost to the Nets uh, on Monday. Um, you know, this is a team that's a little bit inconsistent right now. And they're a show-me team. Like, I, I got to see it in the playoffs. I got to see them make adjustments. And the thing is, I don't know that anything about them changes. So I'm looking at, at, at Utah. I was like, hmm, watch, watch them. See what's happening there. Mm-hmm. The other team to pay attention to, Dexter, you mentioned how great Minnesota's playing. I can easily see them continuing that rise up. They're young. Carl Anthony Towns is playing like an all-NBA center. I do believe he will displace Rudy Gobert uh, from the all from the all-NBA third team spot this year and make that third team center spot. And, you know, Denver, as awesome as Jokic has been, and he, he might be the MVP again, they're relying on him a lot. And they're, you know, they're only a half game up on, on, on Minnesota. And I could see a situation where Minnesota really pushes Denver down the stretch. And if you're Denver, you know, does that mean I have to play Jokic 40-something minutes down the stretch to hold on to the sixth seed? And that shoots me in the foot come postseason. We still don't know what the Murray and Michael Porter Jr. situation is. Although we're hearing Porter Jr. is targeting a return before the, play, before the playoffs, we'll see. You only got 10, 11 games or so left. I thought I – th- thought you made a, a really good point, too, in terms of bringing up Golden State, right? They lost, as you said, last night to Orlando. Look, folks, they're only three and a half up on the Jazz. Let's not act like that 3-4 can flip. Or depending on how these last 10 games shake out for Golden State, they could even drop, find themselves without home court advantage in the first round, right? A lot can happen in 10 games. Somebody goes 2-8 and eight in that time. Somebody else goes 8-2 and two in that time. And now you have a whole lot of movement. So Golden State, a team that's not a whole, uh, bad loss for them last night. They were down. They came back and took the lead. And then they still lose to a lowly Magic team. That's a game they have to have. Watch. Keep your eye on them, too. I don't think they will drop out to seven. Uh, I don't think that's a concern for them. But they could end up in the first round playing some games on the road. And, And that's something, you know, to definitely keep your eye on there as you look at the standings. Okay. So let's go over to the East, all right? Not not football. We don't need to see that <laughs> uh, right now. So look, when you're looking at the Eastern Conference standings, um, Gerard, which are insanely tight, mm-hmm, okay? Mm-hmm, we talked mm-hmm. about how tight is the West. The folks watching, you can see this here. Um, <laughs> you, it's, it's possible Philadelphia can drop to the seven with a bad 10 games, right? It could, it could, yeah. Anything anything can happen here. And then you got the Raptors who sit at seven, right? They're technically in a tie, but mm-hmm. Cleveland is a tiebreaker right now. The Nets, they are three, what's that, three and a half games behind mm-hmm. the Cleveland mm-hmm. Cavaliers, right, mm-hmm. with 10 to go. They've been playing some better basketball as of late. They have. The Raptors have been good. They're seven and three in their last 10. This is crazy. And also, yeah. Nobody wants to see the Nets. We'll touch on that in, yeah, in, yeah. In, a, in a second, too. What do you make of this Eastern Conference battle for the sixth seed, and what kind of movement do you think we can see? Yeah, there? so Chicago's been struggling. They're the fifth seed. They're four and a half, so they got two games clear of Cleveland and Toronto. Uh, but, you know, they, they've been struggling of late. Cleveland, we know about the Jared Allen injury. Um, Cleveland and Toronto have a big game coming up tomorrow night. Um, we're recording this on Wednesday, Thursday. That's a big game. 
Cleveland wins that game that puts them a full game ahead. And at this point, with 10 to 12 games to go, every game counts. This is big. I could see Toronto pulling ahead, right? And them getting into that sixth spot, Cleveland falling into the seven. Now, what does that mean? I think for the Nets, because of the constant fluctuation with Kyrie only able to play road games and not home games, it's likely to me they remain in the eighth spot uh, right now and they have to play in the plan. Although if Cleveland still falter, continues to falter, the Nets could switch and then take that seven seed. I don't know, unless they literally blitz and go 12-0 and in the last 12 games the Nets have and the teams ahead of them go, you know, 5-5 five and five or 4-8. and eight. Like, it's going to be tough for them to get, to get into that sixth spot. But to, like, to your point, anything could happen. But why that matters to the Nets is if yep. Toronto gets up into that sixth spot and it's Cleveland, and it's Cleveland at seven, Nets at eight. Cleveland hosts Brooklyn for the, the playing game. That means Kyrie Irving is eligible to play. New York City Mayor Eric Adams said, New York teams are just going to have to wait until the, the mandate slip, which means I don't know when that happens. <laughs> it could right. happen next month. It could happen in May. There, There is no definitive timetable on when that is, and that's the sort of uncertainty for Brooklyn, but they have been playing better basketball. So it's interesting. And then at the top, you know, the Bucks are only two games back of Miami. So, look, I could see Miami is 7-3 and three in the last 10. The Bucks 8-2. and two. I could see some things happening there. The Sixers are, are only a game back. I mean, it's Boston, the quiet team in there that's just winning games and playing great defense. That The top four could, could see some fluctuation. And I think, yeah. even though none of them will admit it, none of those teams in that top group want to play the Brooklyn Nets in round one of the playoffs. It isn't like, oh, we're afraid or whatever. It's more like, that ain't the round we want to see because, you know, any team with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving is going to cause problems. Absolutely going to cause problems. I think what's interesting, too, at the top, like you mentioned, Miami, because you have to look at the top in these races. Miami, they had a terrible loss the other night to a Sixers team that had no James Harden, no Joel Embiid. And, yeah, they, they had me annoyed with the betting. Brian, I trust in your heat. Well, some of the points that Gerard has been making and concerns uh, about, about their late game offense, they couldn't do it against a sixer team that didn't have their top end talent. Look, the Bucks were playing well, like you said. They're right behind them with two games. I wonder how motivated they are to get the top spot. That's the interesting thing for me. Or the Sixers, I don't know how motivated any of these teams are. I think yeah. the Celtics are going to play hard. They're trying to win every game, and they've been dominating the games they're supposed to. That's mm-hmm. what's interesting about them. Uh, even the Bulls, I know the Bulls are four and a half back, but they only have a two-game lead over that seven spot. They could drop out, and they have not played great basketball. Three no. and seven in their yeah. last ten. They've been dealing with a lot of injuries and getting mm-hmm. pieces back, so that that should be noted too. But it's going to be really interesting in the East. So when we look at this, and we look at all, we look at all this with the teams, uh, Gerard. Which team or team wants no part of the plan? Because you, you talked about how teams don't want to see the Nets, right? Yeah. Not because of fear, as you explained. But which teams are like, look, we don't need any of this at all. We are not trying to be in the plane. We need that week of rest, that time to practice, et cetera. Which teams need that the most? In the Western Conference, it's Denver Nuggets for sure. They don't want to drop into that seven spot. Uh, because, again, they've had to rely on Nikola Jokic so heavily this season because they don't have their number two and number three players. Um, we think some of them, one of them may be coming back, but I, we don't know. So I don't, for sure, they don't want any part of it. And in the Eastern Conference, you know, I think it would be very disappointing for Chicago if they find themselves struggling and and, and down in, into the plane. I think everybody else is kind of a victim of their circumstances and are fine where they are. Even though Cleveland was number three, um, 
what, three weeks ago, they were as high as third in the NBA, in third in the East, excuse me. They're ahead of schedule, so they're not going to be upset about falling into the plane if that actually happens to them. And the Nets know, look, we've been injured all year, the Harden trade, all that, all that stuff, Kyrie in and out of lineups. Like, they are just, they know we are where we are. And there's a level of sort of calm and comfort around that team, Dexter, in the sense of they're just like, man, just get us in. We got seven. We're good. Like, get, get us in and we'll, we'll figure it out from <laughs> we'll there. We'll figure it out when we're, when, when we're there. Well, guess who was watching? Guess who's watching the show? It had to be <laughs> Brian Fonseca. <laughs> and here's the, here's the comment. Right on time. Right on brand. All the aggression you can want. A little salty because his heat took an L the other day to the Terrell Sixers who they should have beat. You ain't got to be mad with me talking about he's right here. Like, see, see, that's that Bobby Portis energy, man. Bobby Portis energy, man. <laughs> I will say, speaking of Bobby Portis, the Bucks are a team that I don't think they're particularly concerned about what seed they are either. Um, I would agree, I would agree know, with that. I'm, defend, I'm inclined the defending to Defending champs, again, that, that weight of winning is off their shoulders. They already won last year. So, if anything, they're going into the, uh, this, this postseason free. And, like, even though they're defending champs and they want to repeat, there's a level of like, we've already been there before. We know we can do it. And that that is uh, something that you can't quite measure what that means. So they don't care where they are, home, road. They're like, we're good. We know what to do. Yeah, I I, I think that, I think they're very com- com- comfortable, confident, and they're sort of been hitting their stride at the right time. Okay, which team do you think is likeliest or teams to fall out of the top six? That, look, schedule's tough. Mm-hmm. Things might not break right for the down stretch. Who's likely to fall out of the top six? Same team teams that don't want any part of the playoffs, right? Denver, <laughs> Denver in, in the West, because again, they're Minnesota's just coming on like a house on fire, and Denver has to rely so much on Jokic. And in the Eastern Conference, it's the it's the Cavaliers, right? Because of the injury and because of again, Toronto's Toronto's coming right on their heels. I think Chicago also is could potentially be in danger. Three and seven in the last ten. Lonzo Ball still not nearing return, I don't think. I know they just got Caruso back, which is big for them, and they need that. Because remember, when this team was clicking, Lonzo and Caruso, right, with Zach Levine and DeMar, that three-guard lineup was crucial for them because they could really stop teams and, and do a good job. Well, Brian, Brian's got a question in the chat. Do you all think that there's something to be said rather than getting the Nets only in the playoffs where they figure it out later? Um, in a way, I do. It's like I said before, though, Brian, like I think if, you are a, if you're a Nets fan or if you are on the Nets, there's a level of comfort you feel knowing I got a healthy seven. I don't care where we are, where it's going to be. We feel good about whoever we're going to play. And if you're another team, I think you're like, regardless of whether I see Kevin Durant in round one or in the conference finals, that's a scary dude, right? Like we've seen his, what he did in the playoffs last year. I mean, just check his resume, right? So I think regardless, that's a dude you're like, mm, I don't want to face him no rounds if I don't have to. I wonder, I wonder if Brian's also – Bringing up Brian, you let us know if this is what you're talking about too. I wonder if he's also talking about the fact that some of it has to do with the mandate. The later maybe you go, the likelier you think that the mandate might change, and now the dynamic of the team changes because Kyrie could be more available, and that that does change who you're playing against and how you prepare for them, right? Like that does change things. I mean, say whatever you want about Kyrie, and we've definitely started a bunch on all these shows, but you got them two dudes in a seven game series and they can play all the games. And remember Kyrie's healthy, right? This is a dude who he's played what 30 games all season. I mean, so he's going to be among, you know, coach David Thorpe said this the other day on true. 
because you know when Thorpe's watching League Pass, he's got about five TV screens in his office, and he's watching them all at once. And he's like, "That was the night that Kyrie scored sixty against Orlando." He's like, mm-hmm. "I'm watching these games," and he's like, "One superstar looked like he was in fast forward mode, and everybody else was looking like they were in rewind." And that one was Kyrie Irving. Yeah, well, guess what? When you only got to play thirty times, when everybody else has played eighty-two, <laughs> you're gonna be a lot fresher Word. than everybody else, right? Word. So a fresh Kyrie, a healthy Durant, like that ain't that ain't cool, right? Like you're you're. I mean, think about it. Beating those two dudes four times out of seven, hard, because they are the ultimate. I don't care what defense you throw out, we are gonna make shots anyway, right? Like. And, and we're not even talking about Ben Simmons, who we still do not know. We still don't know a lot, and things haven't sounded that great around him. Yeah, I, I, I would be less – I mean, look, if Simmons comes back and he's able to be the defensive force and all that, I mean, good luck. But with backs, I – honestly, if I'm the Nets, think about it. He's not going to make it back for the regular season, right? We only got uh, 10, 11 games 10 left. games ago, yep. So this is a person who's got herniated discs. He hasn't done five-on-five five yet, and you're going to bring him back in the pressure cooker of the playoffs? To go of that level of intensity with a bad back, to me, that's a bad idea. You got that guy signed up for the next three, four seasons, whatever left of his contract is. Durant signed off another five. Like, yo, man, me, I'd be like, no, nah, no, nah, we'll wait till next year to get him right. That's me personally. Uh, Brian, Brian also adds here, to be clear, I wouldn't want to see them either. But if given a choice, I think I'd rather early. And I understand the yeah. logic there. Yes. I do under, like, I understand Brian's logic there, especially considering the health of Ben Simmons, if he did happen to return, the vaccine mandate and how that might change things, just the dynamic of the team. Yeah, I'd might, I, I think there's a lot of people talking, Brian makes a good point about people wanting to avoid them, and I understand that, but it, it could be better early than late. I, oh, I, don't, think, I, mean, I don't think that's crazy. Given, given the mandate structures, yes. I, you'd rather face them early, for sure. Yeah, for, for, for sure on that. Okay, so we talked about the team. You talked about the teams likeliest to fall out of the top set, so let's look at the reverse. What about the teams that are the most likely to move up from the play-in tournament, get out of it, and get into that top six? Who do you like to do that? Lakers, come team, on, say the Lakers. Come on now, <laughs> chill with that. The, the, the only team that's going to, that I think, realistically, all two teams, um, Minnesota, obviously, because they're, only, they're basically half game behind Denver, and Toronto is basically tied with Cleveland. So I can see Toronto pushing back in. Again, if the Nets go on a blitz starting with tonight's game in, in Memphis, right, Potentially, but they have to have a see the Nets need help, whereas Minnesota and and Toronto need less help, right? Because they're virtually tied for six right now. The Nets need a lot of help of the teams in front of them to start falling down, right? Whereas whereas Minnesota and and Toronto, they just keep winning. That's gonna be maybe enough to push them into that top six. Yeah, it might it might be. It's gonna be it's gonna be very, very interesting. So when we talk about the playing tournament, Gerard, we we talked about how we both like it. Um You've seen different thoughts about how people feel about it. Do you think it's here to stay? I mean, I've enjoyed it the last couple of years, but do you think this is here to stay? Is this the NBA change that we should get used to? This is the new normal in terms of the playoffs. Oh, without question. Um, because remember, it gives um, owners an extra game of revenue for concessions and all that stuff. And look, and if you get lucky and you say you were a 10 seed, which in the old days, you would be after 82 games, you're done. It's one, two, three Cancun. But now, you win two games and you're the 10 seed, all of a sudden you have two guaranteed home dates in the playoffs, which is extra revenue, right? And it's one thing we know these billionaire owners want is more money, right? They want that revenue, particularly after all the crying they're going to do about the money they lost during COVID, which boo-hoo, ain't nobody crying for y'all. 
Ain't nobody here for those tears at all. Crocodile whatsoever. tears. Crocodile tears. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I was gonna, <laughs> I was gonna take a little further, but I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna chill on that. All right, good discussion on the playing tournament. We'll have a lot playing tournament. In case you're wondering, that starts April 12th. The playoffs start April 16th. So we're, we're very close. We're under a month to this. Uh, I'm excited, um, and you know there'll be a lot of people. I'm not sure if we can get Gerard on this train. Can we get Gerard on the train in the next couple of weeks to believe in the King sure. that sure. they will make it out of the playing <laughs> tournament? Sure. Right? I want to know what the odds are on the Lakers. We'll, we'll talk about that in a couple of weeks. <laughs> Betting on the Lakers to get out of the playing tournament. Man, I feel listen, like listen. <laughs> even if they do that, even if they do that, all right. Your 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 gift, Los Angeles Lakers, for clawing your way out of the play-in is a rematch with the best team in the NBA. Phoenix Suns and man, how sweet would that be for the Suns to demolish y'all and sweep you out of the play- sweep you out of the playoffs? Or one could argue it is also sweet for the Lakers, who Anthony Davis talked about how he wasn't on the court, and if he wasn't on the court, things would be different. Now I find it hard to talk about how things would be different when you're never on the court. I was going to say you, you but, mean Anthony Street Clothes Davis, who's yeah. hurt right now, but he was, <laughs> he, he he was chirping, man. He was talking, he was talking like your boys down in Memphis. You know what I'm saying? Like he wanted he, was, he wanted all that smoky climb up the chimney. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, he he climbing up the chimney. He's like, if I was there, things would have been different. So maybe he'll be there and things will be different. And maybe you got an eight beating a one. You're not buying it. All right. Listen, listen, <laughs> listen, listen. AD, we don't believe you. You need more people. Well, actually, he just needs to appear in court. <laughs> that's, that's what he needs to do. He just needs to be there. Then we might believe it. Then we might believe it. All right, we're going to break. When we come back, we're going to give you our Wednesday night NBA picks uh, that doesn't involve betting on the Lakers when we come back on the <laughs> NBA <not>. exchange. <laughs> Are you looking for a better way to play player props or daily fantasy sports? Well, look no further than Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the leading over under daily fantasy game. Why? Because it's so easy to use and win. You can make your picks in under 30 seconds and win up to 10 times your money in one day. Right now, we have a special offer for our viewers and listeners of the NBA Exchange. All you got to do is sign up now and use the promo code NBAEX. Prize picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Yep, that's right. They'll match your first deposit up to $100. So join the over 150,000 others who found a better way to play. And download the Prize Picks app today. All right, welcome back to the NBA Exchange. Be sure to use that promo code back, Backpack. It's actually not the one. NBA EX is the one, not Backpack. Sorry, guys. That is uh, for another <laughs> show. Uh, but you can use that one, too. Like, we're not telling you not to you can't use that. Use the one, NBA EX. That is, that is fine for you now. We got it right up on the screen for you. Use that code uh, if you want to, uh, and that will help you out. We like talking about the picks here. Some interesting games tonight. I will say this, Gerard. I saw the games tonight. I already knew the games you were going to pick. And <laughs> I, I, sometimes I have the case of like picking them, the ones that drive you like, man, you're taking my picks. I was like, man, I know where Gerard is going on, on and, this. And, and the funny thing was, I wasn't going to pick that one game that I know you're thinking about. I was like, oh, this Phoenix game actually looks pretty good. Let me, I was looking at my little bet in the Phoenix game, but I was like, all right, because Phoenix Dallas, that's a, that's a hell of a game later. Oh, wait, 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 wait. You talk, wait, Phoenix Dallas? You mean, yeah. uh, yeah, Suns, Suns, Suns Dallas tonight, right? Isn't that a game tonight? No, Rockets play Dallas tonight. 
Oh, I, and that, that might be tomorrow night. My Phoenix, bad, my no, no, no. You're thinking Phoenix, Minnesota tonight. Oh, thank you. Thank Which you. is still That's a good game. Thinking. That's what I'm thinking. That's yes. what you were thinking. Yes. You were thinking yes. Phoenix, Minnesota. I was going to bet that game, but I was like, ah, you know. I Yeah, that yeah, we could get that line. I was just looking at the line on that. And I'm like, yeah, I looked at that and was like, hmm. Minnesota coming on. Minnesota, But, you know, look. And, and look, Chris Paul, we're hearing, might be back before the end of the regular season. I, like, I we're he- hearing that. I know, to, to be fair, the Suns have, if you've been They're looking fine. at betting on them, they've been playing fine without him, which I think mm-hmm. only helps. We'll get into this in a couple of weeks. Both Devin Booker and Chris Paul for making All-NBA. That's a whole nother discussion, but mm-hmm. they played pretty good without him. I think if you look at that and it only tells you the greatness of Chris Paul for the people out there that like to hate on CP3. Don't be hating on CP3. Um, Jamal Murphy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, Gerard, give us give us your first game tonight. Oh, Utah Jazz at the Boston Celtics. That is a hell of a matchup. Jazz coming off that loss to Brooklyn. We mentioned they are basically tied for fourth with the Dallas Mavericks. We know about the Celtics. They're in the fourth spot in the East. Look, the Celtics are the number one defense in the NBA. They have they were twenty eight and twenty eight in January, Dexter. Five hundred. Mm-hmm. Since then, or not 28 and 20, excuse me, 23 and 23, excuse me, they have gone on a hell of a run. They are now the number two team in the NBA in adjusted net rating at plus 6.2. Number one adjusted defense, as I said, number 11 in offense and climbing. The line is um, Celtics minus four and a half. The over under is two, where is it? Where is it? 217 and a half. 217 and a half. I'm going Celtics minus four and a half on that. I just love the way they're playing right now. They can guard. They're going to really cause problems for Donovan Mitchell. And in terms of player props, like single game, mm-hmm. I like Celtics for the win. Uh, so if you want to do a, a, par- a single game parlay, Celtics for the win, Tatum with 30 or more, Jalen Brown with two or more threes. See what kind of odds you get on that. Or if you want to just go straight up players, I go Jalen Brown, two or more threes, Tatum 30 plus because who the who the Jazz got to guard Jason Tatum? I mean, Jazz don't got to Jazz can't guard a lot of them perimeter, but yes, you're right. <laughs> and and I could see Marcus Smart just getting into Donovan Mitchell. Like, not that Mitchell ain't won't find a way to score, but you know, there's certain guys in the league that if you're a perp, you just don't like. Oh man, that dude! You, you don't want to see that dude. You're like, man, you don't. You ain't like afraid. You're going, but you're like, man. Man, this is gonna be a rough night. He's exactly. gonna give you some problems. He's exactly. a, Brian, a Brian Fonseca All Star. He's and a Brian Fonseca All Star. Correct. For, for 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 those who know, um, yeah, this is very different from you. Your energy is very much uh, fuck the seas. But yeah, not, usually I'm on not, that. We not we not with that now. Yeah, listen, okay. I, I I can't knock them, Dex. Like, <laughs> listen, when you can guard the way they guard, those are my kind of guys. Shouts to Brian. When you can guard the way they guard, and you have two guys who can get their own buckets at any time, mm-hmm. like Tatum and Brown. That's just a recipe for winning in the postseason. Like, that's just right. Like, I mean, that's and listen, the Celtics are the number one team in the NBA right now, in terms according to 538, to win the NBA championship. Yeah, I, I'm not I saying saw, it's gonna happen, but I'm but like that's where they are right now. I look, I have spoken with some Celtic fans who are drinking the green Kool-Aid on this. They are like, oh, you see, that? listen, the defense has been amazing. I talked about this with Gary Washburn when he was on the show. Defense has been amazing. It's been dope. You like all that, but we'll see. They're one of these teams. I can't wait to talk to the writers around it before the playoffs start. I can't wait because mm-hmm. it's going to be interesting. Okay, my first game of the night. Brian, I hope you're still watching because <laughs> talking about your team, man, you let me down. <laughs> the Golden State Warriors, they're doing their little Florida two-step right now. 
uh, place I don't ever want to two-step. But they are doing that. A lost in Orlando uh, the other day. Now they are in Miami and South Beach. Uh, we know the distractions that can come in South Beach uh, sometimes. We understand that. But here's my thing with this game. Warriors, they're still trying to find their way with Steph Curry right now. Out and all that. Draymond coming back in. We've seen some strong offensive games from Clay Thompson, from Jordan Poole. But they're in flux. This is kind of a game the Warriors need. They need this right here. But Miami, they're coming off a terrible loss at home to a Sixers team that they should have absolutely beat. And they've been disappointed. I've had issues with their offense. Here's my thing. I'm not betting. I wouldn't touch this line for anything. <laughs> not where I'd be going with this game. E- even as I get out of a back-to-back for Golden State? I don't trust. I think Golden State still will play. I, I think they'll still play hard, Gerard. And I don't trust that six and a half. If I'm going to take Miami, give me an alternate spread. Let me drop that about two points to four and a half. I might feel a little bit comfortable. But here's what I've been doing with Miami a lot lately. And I like. I like betting the under. Because one thing I do respect for them is the defense. Okay? I do respect to their defense. And Brian Fonseca, our man, the Miami Heat fan, also on the Bahama Rican show, uh, with our boy Tim a, makes this point right here in which he says Miami be playing down to the competition sometimes. NBA teams are just weird. They do typically respond well. True. Do respond well. Do I trust them enough to win by six and a half points? No, I do not right now. What I would go here is give me the under with the over-under here for the Warriors and the Heat. The under over-under right now is 213 and a half. I think Miami plays a good enough defense. I do not love Golden State's ability to score, especially without Steph. It is not terrible, but it's just okay. I see this could see this being a tight game. Wouldn't shock me if it was 105 to, you know, 100. Wouldn't shock me at all. Either way, I, I, I could see that. So give me, give me the under. This is the way I would bet this game. The under when it comes to Heat Warriors at 213 and a half. That's how I'm going to go. I hear your concerns, Gerard, about on the second night of a back-to-back with the Warriors. Um, probably would like the Heat to win this out, but mm-hmm. give me that under. That's how I would bet this. Uh, any player props you can maybe find. I could see Tyler Hero bouncing back with a nice game. Whatever points for over-under. Look at Tyler Hero there. I could see that. Jimmy Butler having a pretty good all-around game. He's had a really good season. Look, look for those two. I like that. I like it. Yeah. All right, my last game. You knew I was going here. Yes, I knew you. I'll bet this. You knew I was going here. Brooklyn Nets on the road in Memphis, take on my Grizzly Cubs. Brooklyn Nets are minus one and a half point favorites. Um, the Grizzlies will be without John Morant dealing with uh, knee soreness. Yes. What's interesting here is while I did know you were going to take this game for like obvious reasons, <laughs> I, I have no idea where you're going mm. to go. I think I know where you should go. But I'm not sure where exactly. My 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 loyalties are divided, right? Because yes, one, yes they are. <laughs> I, 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 on the one hand, you have my favorite team in the NBA. On the other hand, you have my favorite player in the NBA, right? So I, I got divided loyalties here. But look, Brooklyn has been playing well. Um, I like what I see out of them. Kyrie Irving will be available for this game. I said no John Morant. Minus one and a half. Look, I kind of like Brooklyn to win this game. I just think that they're they kind of found something. They're in a bit of a they're on a bit of a roll right now. Curry will test out the game, his ankle pregame, see how he's going. If they got Steph, Steph, Seth Curry available, Andre Drummond will be available to give him some t- some size to battle with Steven Adams and my boy Triple J. So I like Brooklyn to win this game outright. Player props, um, you know, anything involving Jaron Jackson. Oh, what a mm, shock. 
<laughs> Jaron Jackson, two or more blocks. KD Kyrie, I think both get 30 plus tonight. Um, I by the way, this is like Memphis Grizzlies all access week on ESPN. So I'm gonna look out for that. Not that Kevin. <laughs> well, I mean, in a way, yes and no. And this is like a little bit inside like sports broadcasting. This is the moment, Dexter, where I like I'm annoyed that like oh yeah, we, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that we yeah. are not part yes. of like a, a situation where we could do this and we're going all access and what you know you know what I mean? I know I got you. I got you. Feel you. Me? I feel you. Anyway. I feel you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, I, I just think that the, that Brooklyn has found something. And again, Kyrie's only got this game, the Heat game, like maybe one other game he's eligible to play, and that's it. And it's a wrap on the season. So he's gonna want to come out and show out tonight, even though there's no John Morant. So yeah, take the Nets tonight and any player prop. I think Katie and Kyrie both go over 30, Jaron Jackson, two more blocks. Yeah, this, I'm gonna be with you. I like the I like the way you're gonna bet this game. I like this too. The line is low enough. I would jump on this with the Nets. I think the Nets are on a mission on the road with the two stars back to really show what they can do and probably try to put some of that fear in people, like why you should fear them. Um, the line's probably low because some of the supporting cast for the Nets hasn't always been that great. Mm-hmm. And the respect they're giving the Grizzlies, who mm-hmm. have played tough and well without John Moran. Mm-hmm. So don't Certainly be surprised. Don't, like, don't think the Grizzlies are going to get run off the floor no. here. That I don't think so. This is a team that's played well. Their defense is actually – been pretty good without look at the numbers without John Morant. So yeah, but I, I would lean Nets here. Um that over under is high. Maxi might be you said under? It's it's high. I I, I think yeah. I'm staying away. I might go under, but like I think I'm staying away. I think because you never away. know. Like it could be a situation where like the Nets put up 120 and then like it gets real stupid at the end. You know what yeah, I mean? So I can see that. Yeah, I I'd probably stay away from that. Okay. My last game of the night uh is the all Texas matchup. We got the Houston Rockets. Woohoo Versus the Dallas Mavericks. I got to give the Rockets. Somebody's got somebody out there is excited about the Rockets. I'm not, but somebody is. Brian, Brian uh, Fonseca probably has got, got guys he likes over there. Oh, uh, yeah. Jay Sean Tate. Jay Sean Tate, yes. Porter Jr. Who else he likes over there? I forget. Christian. So, I kind of like Christian with a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they got a couple of guys that probably would make the Brian Fonseca uh, <laughs> all, all-star team. Can't wait to announce that in, in, a, couple, in a couple of months uh, for sure. But this game, okay. The Mavericks have been playing really well. Gerard talked about this at the top of the show and how they've looked really good. Luka Doncic has been playing at an MVP level. Not a coincidence once he got into shape uh, that he's been able to do this, but he's looked really well. They've been playing also in some tough games. I love their execution down the stretch. We saw what happened in Boston. We saw what happened in Brooklyn. The other night against Minnesota, Pat Bev is all over Luka Doncic, gave him a tough shooting night, but they still were able to pull it out. So I like the way this team is executed down the stretch. This is a team I think they know they have to beat. We also talked about the play-in tournament, where the Mavs stand. You can't drop a game to the Rockets. I think this is a statement one for the Mavericks. They come out nine and a half is usually around that point where I'm like, eh, I don't know. But I think they get this because I think the Rockets are that terrible. I think they, they get this. So give me the Mavs minus nine and a half. Love it here. You, Luka Doncic did not have a good shooting game in the last game. Uh, really struggled. If you can see what the numbers are for him on a triple-double, throw a couple dollars on there. I always like to do that, especially when Luka comes off some rough games. He hasn't had a triple-double in about two and a half weeks, so he's due. Um, look, look, at, look at him to get that against his bad team. My only concern when you're betting a triple-double with something like that is if they blow him out and he's not playing in the fourth quarter and doesn't have the requisite stats that he needs for it. So that's where you might want to look at maybe him over 30 points or something like that. I think Luka has a big game, though. Give me the Mavs over the Rockets. If you want to bet the Rockets, God bless you. 
That's really all I got to say on that. And Brian, Brian did, Brian did confirm what we all knew. People, he does like Jay Sean. <laughs> he does like Jay Sean. Now, will he make the Brian Fonseca All Star team? Who knows? You have to, Who knows? You, might, you have to might, tune might, into the. He might be too young. Today. He might be too young. He might not be ready yet. He might. Not, he might not be seasoned enough. Uh, <laughs> any, any, any final thoughts on the uh, playoff race as we uh, wrap this up? It's exciting, man. We we got some good games heading down the stretch. I think teams want to get, like, what's the biggest thing? Get yourselves as healthy as possible coming into the playoffs. Look, nobody is fully healthy going into the playoffs because you just played an 82-game regular season. So, right, you, that's just the reality of it. But what teams are going to have good injury luck as they move through the postseason? That's going to tell us a lot about who's, who's left standing in June and who's, you know, going to be up by the wayside come end of April. We shall see. I'm just, yeah, I'll tell you what, you know what? We'll talk about this, I'm sure, in a couple weeks, but I'll tell you one series I kind of want to see. It's a dream for me to see now in the Western Conference. I'd like to see the Grizzlies go up against I know where you're the Timberwolves. going. I, I knew you yeah, were going man. there. I, I think it could get, I, and I feel like Brian Fonseca has been watching the show. We appreciate him rocking with us through the whole show. I think this is a series made for Brian, right? It, it, it's going to be a lot of shit talking. A lot of chirping, mm-hmm. Pat Bev in people's face, mm-hmm. call me town saying some stuff. Mm-hmm. The Grizzlies ain't backing down from nobody. Mm-hmm. We the, the league needs the league needs something like this. We need yeah. there's been certain things. The league got it last year with the Knicks and the Hawks with Trey Young being the villain. I always think that's good for basketball, right? You need we need some chippiness again, man. Yeah. We need some chippiness in a series. You, you, you know what's interesting there? I asked Coach Thorpe about this last week on, on Bring It In. I said, Coach, should I be concerned if my Grizzlies play the Timberwolves in round one? He was like, yes. <laughs> Just flat out was like, yes. He's like, they got Carl Anthony Towns, man. Like, that, that dude's a matchup problem. And I was like, he, he is. That, he's like, that can go six or seven easily. Now, I will say the Grizzlies have some experience, playoff experience, which will help them. And the Timberwolves as a unit do not. Right. So that that I think will be in the Grizzlies favor. But I, I like that matchup. I think that'll be very, very interesting. I will say this NBA. and I know you're going to do it anyway, because whatever. Don't yeah. make this the NBA TV series. Just don't don't do that. Don't do that. Like they're probably going to. Oh, but man. don't make this the NBA TV series. Like, don't, I, like if you're trying uh, to grow the game, man, you got to put John Morant on one of the channels that people know where it is and know how to find. NBA, I mean, we know where NBA TV is. That's but a, the, the uh, casual. That, I don't know what the hell NBA TV Yeah, is. but that's a good point, though. It's If you just look at the markets, you're right. It is tailor-made. It's tailor-made to be put as the NBA TV series. You're right about that. I, I, I'm trying to – unless you get – I mean, I'm, my mind is scanning the East right now, yeah. and I can't really see an East matchup that is definitively – Unless you and, go Toronto-Milwaukee. Toronto, but no, defending champs. Giann- and, Giann- and Giannis, um, and Giannis is, is too big to get on yeah. the NBA TV now. Although, but, although the, the Canada thing could matter, it's it's weird. I, I yeah, the Toronto Milwaukee could be that could be another one they could do. Yeah, that, yeah, Memphis Memphis Minnesota is prime <laughs> for NBA TV. <laughs> Memphis prime. the smallest market. Memphis and New Orleans the smallest markets in the in the NBA. Except Memphis is so good and they have such a uh, electrifying yeah. player. They should not be on NBA TV. Agreed. But Agreed. They, yeah, you're right. It's a good point. We'll talk. We'll talk more about that in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the coming weeks, along with things shaping up for the for the awards, All NBA mm-hmm. MVP, there's a lot of stuff to talk about around that. Um, so it's going to be very interesting to watch in the next couple of weeks. We'll have a lot to talk about every Wednesday on this because you know how we do. Nuance, We're not baby. Bringing you, it's nuance. We're not out here bringing you the hot takes. We're still waiting for Gerard 
to deliver some hot takes for y'all. But he keeps saying, nah. Nah, man. Y'all, 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 y'all know where to find the hot takes. You know, listen to these people on these shows making all these idiotic statements. Y'all yeah, know. we have some great stuff coming up later in the week. We'll be talking about the Dallas Mavericks and uh, their play. So some more stuff coming up about that in the show. Be sure to check Gerard out on True Hoop Mondays and Friday. Bring it in. Also on True Hoop, check out the video. Myself and Gerard worked on along with the great Henry Abbott interview with Dirk Nowitzki. It's really good. I had fun working on it. Gerard did some stuff behind the scenes producing. I think it came out really dope. It's a really good conversation about Dirk. Dirk was really cool to work with. Um, so y'all should check that out on True Hoop. Yes, sir. Excellent, yeah. excellent EP by yourself, Dexter Henry. It's a great video. Like, make sure you guys check that out, man. It's really, you know, it gives you really in-depth into like, you know, one of the great superstars of this game. Definitely get over to True Hoop and check that video out, guys. Check it out. Also check out Gerard Seven for this podcast. You know how they do every Tuesday. Also, the pre-game betting show. Uh, on a, I'm Jack. on a streak on that. I won y'all money again last night. I told okay. you. Hawks, easy money right there. Trey Young, 30-plus. Uh, Four-plus threes. RJ Barrett, 20-plus points. And a Hawks win. I told you. I told you. How, how, yeah. money. How, are you how are you feeling at the beginning of the fourth quarter when the Knicks were up, t- when the Knicks were up 10? Still was fine. feeling like it was easy money? Fine. Yeah, you should have. You know what? Because the Knicks. Yeah, because yeah, the, the Knicks. Knicks. That was fine. Yep, yep, yep. Fine. You still, you, you still, you still should have felt good. Because I was – I, I tur- you know what? I was mad at myself. I was about to watch a winning time, and I turned the game on to look at that. And I was like, oh, man, let me see how these young dudes close it out. And they did it. They're not ready. Uh, they, they, they officially got eliminated from the, from, the post, from the play-in, right, I think, last night? Did that, did that you happen? know what? Uh, no, they're still no. actually okay. mathematically okay. alive. Okay. Still I mathematically they did. Okay. In my mind, they are. In my mind, they are. <laughs> So, yeah, in my mind they are like I'm just look. I'm just double checking the standings again. I'm like, no, in my mind they they definitely no, there are they they definitely are they yeah definitely are. yeah. So it is what it is. The Knicks said season's over, folks. It is over. All right, that's it for this edition of the NBA Exchange. Thanks again to Gerard Hector, Brian Fonseca, who came with the aggressiveness as you would expect uh, in watching uh, this show. We appreciate you watching and chiming in with all the comments. We'll be back Friday. We'll be talking some Mavs. For Gerard Hector, I'm Dexter Henry. Until next time, y'all, peace.